friendly neighborhood deadly diva, aka Chakra Khan, aka Gundam Wingliner, aka Cold Lyoko Ono, aka Full Metal Smacker Chick, and welcome to Outlaw Bars, where we talk about everything great and not so great in the world of anime. And as always, I have with me. Hey guys, it's me, Shopei, um, your daddy's favorite anime bae, you know, your play daddy's babe, basically just all your dad's babes. <laughs> hey everyone, it's Tam, again, no quirky aka this week, it me, that's all you get. So we have a special treat for everyone today, and here it goes. Seeing as Father Day has just passed, we would be wild ass hats if we didn't spend a few moments chatting about the animes that we love and loathe. So today we have a special guest with us to help us along in this process. In fact, he's our first repeat guest. So everyone put your hands together for the light-skinned Kenpachi himself, Mr. Sarome Russell. (laughs) My God, that is the best (laughs) intro I've ever had in my life. Thank y'all for having me back. Uh, uh, I didn't know that's a that's a that's a big distinction. I didn't know y'all never had a repeat guest. Oh no! It's not easy to get on here. This ain't no this ain't no ragtag ship going on here. So you know, I know it's been a while, and I just wanted to let the listeners know um, that you were on tour with your comedy troupe, the Decepticomics, and I was lucky enough to catch the show, one of your shows. And let me tell you, people, I've said it on Twitter. I'm going to tell it to you again. You guys need to hop on the Decepticomics now because I saw the white people. And they're coming. <laughs> they are coming to steal them. So, Sarome, we never asked you this before, so we're going to ask you this now. When did you start watching anime? Um, it probably started with the first year of Toonami. Um, I wish I knew okay. the exact, exact date of that. that. That probably like 96, 90, 97, something like that when Toonami first started. Yeah, and what's like 97, 98 sounds about right for Toonami. So everything, yeah, so that was my first exposure to it. And then, you know, Funimation, that led to like accidental renting, rentals of, uh, hentai, uh, porn from the, from the blockbuster, uh, cause they, they didn't separate those at first. I don't think they watched all those. They didn't know. They're different because the anime station used to have everything from hentai to uh, <laughs> to Ghost in the Shell. They didn't know what was on them. They just knew it, it had Japanese lettering. So sometimes you rent. We had to learn if it had a colored if it had a colored VHS. That was that was that was porn. So I, I think 90, 96, 97 would <laughs> been my first year. Oh my goodness! So so you said you were watching Toonami. So what was like your gateway anime? Was it like Dragon Balls? Uh, Dragon Ball, Ghost, Old Ghost in the Shell, um, and uh, what's my man's name with the motorcycle? I can't, I can't think of his name. Akira. Oh my God, are you serious? Okay, we're we're Shopei, we're gonna we're gonna let that go because this is not about Akira. This is about Sarone. Yeah, that was that was like the it's first thing Sarone. they were showing over there. Yikes. Yeah, like I know, like uh, Sci-Fi Channel used to think like maybe like uh, like Japanimation Mondays are one of those like one of the days a week. And I've seen Akira like back in the day more times than I care to. I haven't seen it in over a decade though, because I walk with God. Since we are, you know, since Father Day, Father's Day did just pass. So, and we know that you're a dad because mm-hmm. we can hear one of your tiny tots behind you. Yes. And he's adorable and we love him, but he likes to make his presence known, which is awesome because he's so cute. No, I can relate. Sometimes you need to let people know that you're around. <laughs> so which anime dad do you kind of like most 
identify with? Um, let's see. Well, I was raised by Goku. I was raised by a Goku. Um, <laughs> I try to identify with. Uh, oh wow! <laughs> it seems to Goku slash Cell of the nineteen seventies. Um, he was super powerful. Oh, shit. <laughs> he, he was super powerful, but he wasn't real dependable. Um. But I think I um my I think the best dad from what we was talking about the best dad has to be Piccolo my 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 greatest example that's what the father figure I try to live up to right there. Okay, as as many of our listeners know, it is fuck Dragon Ball all day every day. But honestly, when it, <laughs> but when it really does come down to dads, like Piccolo, as far as we knew, didn't have any kids of his own. But he was raising this. He was raising this fool's kid, kids plural. Yeah, he was an alien because he was never around. He was. Ra- he's an alien raising another all alien's kids. I have no idea how any of that happened. But all I want, like, I have a head cannon for Piccolo because he's done so much for Goku's kids. One day, Goku's gonna come back from the dead, and he's gonna see his wife Chi Chi. And she's going to be pregnant. And he's Because Goku knows nothing about sex or how any of that works. So he's going to be like, oh, new baby. Not even thinking. He hasn't been around for a while to impregnate anyone. And the baby's going to come out pale green. Oh. <laughs> and everybody's going to be looking at him like, you know what this means, right? He's like, oh, cool, a green baby. And then Vegeta's going to have to come and smack him in the head and be like, Kakarot, what the fuck is the problem? Kakarot, this is not Don't your you realize, baby. like, two pink people can't make a green baby? He doesn't understand. Yeah, but that, if they would actually put that in as a scene in Dragon Ball, I'd watch. Oh, yeah. Just for that, and then I'd walk away yeah. again. Loving, loving hip-hop Dragon Ball? Yeah, I'd watch that. <laughs> But if we want to talk about an anime that has some really fuck shit fathers, that's not Dragon Ball. Let's visit a place called Full Metal Alchemist. Mm. Present, accounted for. <sighs> fuck you, Show Tucker. Always. Because Nina and her dog did not deserve that, and you didn't even do it for like a legit ass reason. But let's rewind to the fact that your first Chimera, you simple ass bitch, was your wife. Expose him. He really did. Now, granted, like, Nina was living a horrible life, but Scar really should have taken Show Tucker before he took Nina. He definitely should have. I mean, I mean, he was standing right there. He could have exploded his head just off GP. Like, Fuck you, Show Tucker. Does, does Father count as a bad father? Yes, he does. I think he does, because the, the humunculi, they were his... Are, are technically his children. Technically, yes. yeah, born of him. He separates, like, parts of himself, and that's how you get the homunculi. Oh, but let's not forget that father um, is also responsible for somebody Chopin can't stand, and that's Honenheim. Mm. So, I've watched a lot of Full Metal Alchemist, and I had to, like, run it back. Like, I legit had to Google it. Because you know how you hate somebody, but you can't remember the real reason why you hate them. You just know that it's just like, I don't fuck with you, but your mind won't bring back the thing. It's like, oh, it's because they're, like, a simple bitch or they're a bitch nigga. You just don't know. That is how I feel about Hohenheim. Because I remember looking at his picture when I Googled him and I'm like, no, I don't like him. And then I have to look it up. Oh, because you were going to live forever. And instead of just telling the woman that you put your dick in, I'm sorry, babe, you, you know, you got knocked up by somebody who's an immortal. You just ghosted on your family, like some sort of, you know, 400 year old deadbeat. Fuck you, nigga. (laughs) Now you have like a little kid who... You know, his poor mom dies. He thinks that everything is his fault. You left his, He left his kids with a bunch of issues. 
like a bunch, a bunch of issues. And it's like, why? Because you couldn't even confront like the truth. What were they going to do? You're literally immortal. Were they going to kill you? Were they going to rat you out? Mm -hmm. They're your fucking family. And because you disappeared, we ended up with father and then all of his like gang of like, you know, terrible bastard children. You did a lot of damage. Okay. Why? Why? (laughs) And he's got the wispy hair. And he also, okay, let's get, let's talk about it. Hair. He got hair like little antenna that come down. Like he uses a lot of gel, but only on one part of his hair. All right. Suspect. Okay. Like we know that like anime, like there's some people you can't trust blonde haired niggas. He's also blonde. Okay. Just like in real life glasses. We know we also can't trust those kind of people. Just like, it's just like the people who wear sunglasses indoors. You can't trust them. Mm -hmm. You also can't trust people in anime who like have those kind of features. He has a lot. He, when we talk, this is not the kind of intersectionality we're talking about, but he has a lot of intersections of fuck nigga qualities all in one person. And he manifested them and displayed them, you know, like perfect, like 10 out of 10 fuck nigga Olympics. Oh yeah. He, he, we went, he was an all-star. Hold on, I can't, I can't, I can't bear to watch them get old. He didn't even wait three years. <laughs> he just wanted the problem. He didn't even see him lose a baby teeth. I was trying to think of one more bad dad. Uh, Inuyasha's dad was terrible. No, okay, no, 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 no. I can't, I can't let you do that to to Inuyasha. I can't let you. Here's the, here's why. First of all, dog demon. He's allowed to have more than more than one person. So he wifed up Inuyasha's mother. And she fell on hard times because he got killed trying to protect her and the newborn baby. Uh, like, he died an honorable death. Like, he fought um, Ryu, Ryu Kose. He, he fought a dragon demon, like, right after Inuyasha's mother gave birth because he had to fight off humans who were trying to kill her. And then, in his weakened state, had to fight a dragon. <laughs> and he died stealing the dragon. But he did that to say to try to save the woman he loved and his child. So we can't. He wasn't there because he died trying to protect them. Okay, but, all right. Um, I'm, I'm just spoke. That means he might be the only. This might be a first too. He might be the only white-haired uh, anime guy that's any damn good. If you want to talk about a a good father in a twisted kind of way, I'm gonna give you um, Minato from Naruto. Naruto's dad. In a twisted way? Yeah, because when you think about the fact that he had to seal the nine-tailed fox demon in his son, but that wasn't his intention, but it was the way in which he saved the village. So in my mind, that's a dickish thing to do, but in lieu of the alternative, which was let the demon continue to rampage, uh, Kushina, who was Naruto's mother, was in a weakened state while she was giving birth, and that's when they chose to, then that's when they like came upon her and pulled the demon out of her. I was gonna say that's like when I feed my um when I lie to my son about not having McDonald's money because I don't feel like going. Um, <laughs> it's not terrible, terrible, but it is a lot. One one day he's gonna hear this. <laughs> he's gonna be like, "Uh, so you had the money all along?" Yeah. <laughs> that was a good dad, but I have an I have the other side. I have a bad dad also in Naruto. Um, so the fourth Kazekure or AKA Gara's dad. So, you know, I'm Oh, he was a dick. Gara is so fine. He's so bae. And he became bae because apparently his dad tried to murder him several times. So just like how Naruto has a demon that was sealed in him, essentially his dad was trying to create like this super weapon. 
So he sealed up a sand demon inside of Gara, and as a result, his mom ends up dying in childbirth. So he loses his wife. So because of his ambition, his wife dies. I have one more good one and one more bad one. Okay, so the good one is, um, if you've ever seen Oran High Host Club, um, Haruhi, who is the main character, um, her dad is a widower. Um, but when you meet her dad, um, her dad is a bisexual crossdresser who loves his daughter unconditionally. He encourages like the crush that like the boy, like this boy has on her. Like he can see that, like he notices that like his daughter may be reciprocating it, but fighting it. I'm like, but he's such like an awesome, because every time you see him, like he's always decked out, like he's cleaning his house, like he's always really happy. And, and I kind of wish we mentioned this on the pride episode that we did a little while ago, but you know, no one is really like, like once like her friends meet her dad and they're like, oh, crossdresser. Okay. And now we keep going on to whatever it is that teenagers do. This other dad, have any of you ever seen a little show called Code Chaos? <sighs> Basically, there's like this, like this world war level struggle going on. So you have the emperor of Britannia. His name is Charles. He has the power of the chaos, which can make people do things control, like mind control. What this, he has 108 fuck ass children. And instead of, you know, telling them like the line of succession, he pretty much pits them against each other in a bunch of battle royale fights to the death. Wait, pause. Does he ever learn to invest in birth control with 108 children? He is a man. Do you think he learns to invest in birth control? You're right. That was dumb. I should have known the answer to that. I'm sorry. So what he does, the reason why like he's shitty dad, like number two, because Show Tucker will always be number fucking one is um, he uses his gay ass to cover up the fact, to cover up the murder of his wife who wasn't actually murdered. Okay, he made two of his children. I keep forgetting he has 108 of them. Um, Lelouch and Nanali, yeah. Makes them believe that their mother had been murdered to the point where he uses his gay ass and blinds and paralyzes his daughter because the daughter's memories have been fucked with by her father. She believes that she got, like, she caught a stray bullet in the firefight that killed her mother and allegedly it paralyzes her and she loses her sight. Problem is, mother's still alive. She's never been shot. She's not actually blind. Yikes. Her father did that to her. Like, and this is the thing, like, Lelouch and Nanali, those are the children he loves the most. <laughs> With love like that, you can keep it, nigga. Like, if that's what being loved by you is... Put me in the basket with the other 106 bastards you can't stand. Please. Oh, um, I, I forget, uh, I forget his name, but, um, Ichigo's, uh, dad from, um, that, uh, from, from... Ishin. Yeah. The one that gets his ass kicked, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> I guess he's a good dad. He, he keep, tries to keep his son ready. Yeah, and that's basically what it is. He's kind of, like, stealth moding. And he gets a judo flip for his troubles every time he jumps on him, but hey. We're going to have to wrap it up. I really like anime likes to do the, the Disney treatment where it kills off all the parents and leaves the children in some sort of hellscape to kind of fight it out. Um, so even finding the dads I did was a little difficult, but I think maybe it just might be the kind of anime I watch. A lot of fantasy anime starts off with the protagonist's parents being murdered. So One, one day we'll talk about all the, the dead and missing parents. Not today, though. 
<laughs> so, Sarom, thank you so much for coming and playing with us one more thank time. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate being able to be back on the show again. And... But um, before you dash out, Sarom, why don't you tell the people where they can find you and what you have going on in the near future? Okay, you can find me on Twitter at Sarom Russell A. Uh, I was finna spill out the fucking at symbol. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a squiggly thing. Um, uh, C-E-R-R-O-M-E-R-U-S-S-E-L-L on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram at Metarome, M-E-T-A-R-O-M-E. Um, you can find me on Snapchat, but I won't be doing anything because I think it's pointless, but I'm, uh, you can, you can find me on there. Um, and I'll be soon, we'll be with the Deceptive Comics got a festival that we'll be doing soon called the Cinder Block Festival in New York. So that's the next big thing to look out for, for us. All righty, that was an amazing time. Once again, we really want to thank Sarome Russell for joining us. Um, as he mentioned, follow him on Twitter, at Sarome Russell. Um, he's always good for a laugh, and his kids are so darn adorable. Um, so now it's time for Notice Me Senpai, where we answer the questions that you, the listeners, have sent in. Um, because this is a bit of a big week, we only picked one question but don't worry, we have the rest of your questions, you know, in the mailbag, ready to go for future episodes. This week's question comes from James via email. Hey, ladies. So here it is. You have all gotten yourselves into a sticky situation where some of the baddest women in anime are out for your heads. Literally. Fear not because you get to individually choose only one of the women and one anime weapon of your choice to help you fight the others. The only off-limit weapons are the Silence Glaive from Sailor Moon and the Death Note. Here is the list of women coming to kill you. Mikasa from Attack on Titan. Mume from Chopei. Where's Mume from? Cavanary of the Iron Fortress. Hot damn. Esteth from Akame Ga Kill. Merlin from Seven Deadly Sins. Tsunade from Naruto. Morgiana from Magi. And Lust from Full Metal Alchemist. Keep in mind that this is not a team effort, so it will be a six on two match. It may sound hopeless, but I have hope in you guys. <laughs> Thank you, James. <laughs> we appreciate it. <laughs> Somebody has to. My choices would have to be Esteth on my side because her ice ability is overpowered as fuck and my weapon would be a mech suit, which would mostly be used for escaping my inevitable demise. Love the show and love you guys. Why do our why do our listeners like to put us in really sticky situations? situations? Yeah, like I mean, it's fun, but also I'm trying to figure out if secretly some of you all are trying to kill us. Do you hate us? You could just say it. Right. Okay. Don't send in questions about so if you were to die, like come on, <laughs> y'all. Like I peep like I peep game. I see you. I just want you to know that. Yeah, um, I'm I'm wondering what this is too because this is this too much. I think I was like initially when I first saw it, I was like, mm, yeah, Mikasa. But then I was like, no, Mikasa, you would not be able to fight half these bitches that not James even. listed. Like you would be out in the first round, and so sorry, boo, you're gonna have to go. Um, but I think I'm going to go with I. My heart wants to say Mume, but 
I also think that she might also be out very quickly. And so I'm going to also go with James and pick as death because yeah, her ability is bad as fuck. So she's my, she's my pick. I think she would keep me alive the longest. I feel like I'd still end up dying, but I'd probably kill like three people or we would kill like three people at the very least. Don't forget you need a weapon. Oh, see, I'm not good with anime weapons. So, um, what about, what about, is it a, is like the Bankai stuff a weapon? That's stupid. No, well, the Bankai, like... you have to have a sword to have the weapon. So you would need, um, you would need, oh God, you would need a Zanpakuto. There you go. You would need a Zanpakuto from Bleach to use the Bankai. That's what so I... your weapon would be. The Zanpakuto. It would be a Zanpakuto. That it. All right. That's it. That's what I want to do. That's my final answer. So I'm going with Death, and then I'm going from a, with a Zanpakuto from bleach so that i can unleash my bankai because bankai gang forever didn't finish bleach but i got to the part where they was doing bankai so first of all james i want to ask you what the fuck man like for serious because they're like i know the permutation you chose but let's keep it 100 lust and tsunade would definitely like the mech suit, all it would take is for Lust to go ahead and shred up your, your suit. And here you are in the middle of the battle, naked, just laid out, okay, with all these ladies coming to whoop your ass, okay? So maybe give us like two, like three on three or something. I feel like two on, like two on whatever, six is doing a lot, but it's okay. I came up with a response. I love Lume. That's why you put her in there. And I'm choosing her because she's like, she seems very, um, unsuspecting but when she goes like full cabaneri granted we would have a very small window to escape but she would be able to do a lot of damage in that window i think like once she goes like full cabaneri you have like two minutes or maybe Shop- a minute of time Shopee, i don't think she's gonna kill half them people like she might kill one other person i don't know okay wait but like no no no. so i thought about it i wanted the weapon i wanted i wanted yoichi's demon bow um because then i become part demon and i feel like part of my powers would be a little bit like improved and i was like why am i why am i thinking so small okay joel osteen said we should think bigger all right so that's what i'm gonna do i want uh diva what's the name of the uh sand demon that's on gara's back shukaku yes i want that because it's big it's powerful I now become a human weapon and then I think maybe I could take out more people. I'm choosing Mume because I like her and I like her fighting style. But truthfully, there aren't that many bitches in here who could take out the rest of the bitches. So we have to we have to get a little clever with it. I mean, fighting style is cool and liking someone is cool, but we also have to think survival here. Nobody's and, gonna survive yeah. this. That's yeah, the, I okay. So it's impossible. I, yeah, the six on two pretty much guarantees that you won't die. That you but that's what I'm saying. So are it's you just really how long you, will it take you to die? Exactly, and I get that, but I'm just thinking you got two minutes of Mume and then okay, I just. With Shikaku, I will become very strong. Like, I know, like, all of the, all of the Jinchuriki, basically, all of, like, the people who are housing, like, these demons in them, they're, like, hella powerful. And they don't have, like, the two-minute, like, thing on it. Like, Naruto, when he goes full, you know, Ninetales or whatever, the guy's, like, fucking ridiculous. He can take down trees and shit. Um, and I just like the, the 
I like the way the sand demon fights because it can take forms. It can create like a protective shield. If we're going to talk about running away, put me and Mume in a little sand bubble and we can get the fuck out of there. You know, that kind of shit. It doesn't make sense, but none of this makes any sense. Okay. All right, girl, you got it. Not a bit, um, but I, I still have been thinking. Um, so right now, um, I'm, I'm bouncing between Merlin and Lust. Um, Merlin, because like she's she's a wicked strong magician. She has spells, which which means I can do. She can do shit from a distance, and she should have protective spells because she's still alive. She's one of the sins, and she's still alive, which means she knows how to protect herself from like ridiculously strong foes. Lust has that thing where she can shred you up, and the only way that you can get rid of lust is to get to her philosopher's stone. So she has a bit of longevity even while injured. So I'm I'm going between the two, but I think I'm going to stick with Merlin. Why he didn't put Saber in there? Saber, because Saber's we all would have picked her. That's why. Okay, because Saber, I was like, but but Saber, you know what? Because Saber could fight a lot of these people that have. Um, like she's, well, not that she can, she's fought a lot of people that have had similar, uh, powers or skills that a lot of these other women have. And I'm just like, why wasn't James, you did that on purpose. That's not right. That's you kept out the real niggas and don't think we didn't notice. Yeah. Like you should have put Saber in there. But listen, we can't rewrite the question. We got to work with what James gave us. So I'm, I'm sticking with Merlin. Okay. Yeah, I just, this is just these are just my clip. For future questions. Yeah, this Remember is just, to throw in Saber. Yeah, this is just my addendum. Like, hmm, you should have put Saber in there. But okay, you got it. I think weapon-wise, I am going... I'm going to go with Kikio's bow. If I'm going to go magic, I'm going to go magic all the way. Um, one, because I'm not really trying to get close to any of these. Because I think the key to getting ar- around most of these is to keep your distance. If you get too close to Mikasa, she's chopping your head off. If you get too close to Tsunade, she's punching your she's punching your skull in. The same with Morgiana, the same with Lust. I'm not quite sure how long her projectiles can get, but with magic and um, Kikyo's bow, I think, with the exception of maybe Mikasa, I can take most of them out. Mikasa going to be Mikasa, the first one to die. Yeah, I'm like, she, she would be, but just in case. Mm-hmm. That's that's where I'm going. So I'm going Merlin. I'm going Kikio's bow. That's my final answer. Um, I hope to be alive to see the next episode, apparently. Alrighty. So um, that is all um, that we have for Notice Me Senpai this week. Um, as always, if you have a question that you want to submit to us, you can shoot it to us via email. And our email address is outlawbars at fanbros.com. Or you can um, send it to us on Twitter, um, at us, at Outlaw Bars Pod. Um, you could send it um, as an at. You can send it as a DM. Just make sure to hashtag it, Notice Me Senpai, so that we see it and know that you are asking us a question. And now it is time for Anime News! Alrighty, so um, the only bit of anime news that I am willing to talk about this here week is the fact that folks are claiming that Attack on Titan Season 3 will arrive in 2018. Now, mind you, I said a couple episodes back okay, sure. that after a four-year hiatus, y'all better have y'all shit together. Was I expecting it to come in the fall? No. But am I expecting a winter or a spring release? 
yes the fuck I am. They better not play no fucking games because... Fuck with us if you want to. I mean, I have a question. So at the end of season one, did they have promises of when season two was going to come out? No. Okay. Yeah, because I don't think they were expecting it to be as big as it was when it first came out. And then, but now they know what they're dealing with. So, yeah, you you better have something for us. Yeah, because we take this shit very seriously. Like, the show is real stressful, but it's also very good, and it's the type of stress that I want to keep on watching. And so please don't have me waiting until I'm, you know, damn near 40 for the next season to come out, because I will nuck if you buck. Nuck if you buck. Exactly. So since we're in the vein of Attack on Titan, I figure... This would be a good time for us to um, talk about what happened toward the end of this season. Now, the last time that we discussed this with you guys, um, Emir and Aaron were up in the tree with Reiner and Bolt and they were arguing back and forth. And Aaron was trying to get brolic, but didn't seem to realize that his body wasn't going, you know, <laughs> wasn't going to work for him because my dude, you're still healing. Like there's still steam <laughs> coming off of your stubs. Like what are you doing? Okay, so when he was trying to fight Reiner with his nubs, like, I felt like I shouldn't have laughed, but it was really funny. Like, what are you doing? He was trying to really, like, snuff him with these nubs. I was just like, my guy, Uh but you don't have, okay. You don't have hands, though. But okay, I mean, sure, sure. And Ymir is sitting there with, like, no, like, you know, with no legs and, like, also no hands. And she, like, is putting up her nub, like, like, maybe, like, simmer down, okay? We are not equipped for whatever you're trying to do right now. And I can't really stop you, but I can at least do whatever semblance of the soccer mom arm is. Yeah, she kind of was like, for real? Like, no, this is not a good idea. Just just sit down, dear. Just sit down. Yeah, so when you think about them, like, all in the trees, and Reiner and Bertolt are going through, like, their whole spiel about how they need to get back to their homeland, and they were on a mission, and Emir's like, that's that's great. Um, but can we get Krista? They were like, what? They're like, I'm not going anywhere without Krista. And they were like, but, but we need to go before they show up. We only have like a little while before they show She's like, that's, that's great, but I'm not going anywhere without Krista. I will fight you in these fucking trees. I hear you, but also fuck you. <laughs> like half of the shit that, that happened at the end would not have happened. You and your imp- you and your impotent ass want to go back and get this blonde chick, and be like, "Come on, babe, let's go." And Krista, I applaud you for like being ride or die. You know, for being there for your home girl, regardless of what other people think. But my God, my God, can we talk about that? Because I'm sorry, we are not gonna be homie lover friends if you are like yeah no so I really just need you to save myself like you're my you're my pawn like you are my sacrificial lamb because these niggas gonna kill me and so you know some shit and so I gotta take you with me so they won't no we're not gonna be friends no she was too chill about the oh you're gonna offer me as a sacrifice to these people we've been fighting our entire lives I love you so much. I'll follow you to the ends of the earth. And I was like, look, anime, you don't get to give us this like very cool lady on lady relationship. That's like very obviously like loving and then introduce what it comes down to like a very abusive kind of thing where this person claims to love you and they're literally going to hand you over to someone. And it's like, no, no, it's cool. They said they weren't going to kill you, but they're definitely going to kill me if I don't show up. Like the fuck? Like this, like 
fuck you. Yeah, yeah. that that yeah. In the in the past, like, was it because it they showed that in the la- last weeks and this weeks, and I was just like, yo, sis, like basically you okay she wants to give you up or whatever but you don't know if these people are gonna kill you or not and you're cool with that you're wild in and i was like i don't know if this is some dumb blonde thing but this is some dumb this is some bullshit this is stupid and you're dumb and i would have been like you know i would have been like to the rest of the scouts like let's go leave that bitch for her like fuck no like the fuck then you have the nerve to eat me Right, you had. I mean, I know that's how she had to capture her, but then I'd be like, "Bitch, the fuck! Like, you couldn't just snatch me up. You had to eat me. No, Mm-mm. but if you apologize for for well, she didn't eat her person. It she do not matter. Around. It do no. It do not matter. It do not matter. No. But remember, no. like, there's this Absolute. there's this whole back there's this whole backstory with Krista that like they didn't really delve into this season. You know, with the fact Time that time out. Time out. Her name is not Krista. It's Historia because when Kanye, I was getting there, when, damn when it. Ka- no, because when I just went because when Connie was like, "Come on, his uh, Krista," she was like, "Do not call me that anymore. My name is Historia." I was like, "Okay, bitch. Okay, bitch. No, no me." But you know what? That's one of those like Alibaba and Magi type things where they're like the bastard son of the of the king, and nobody's really fucking with them until they need them. Like that's the thing. Like she's pretty much like the king's bastard. Yeah, yeah. It's just, but because she's the king's bastard, she still has like some weight, you know. And how she decides to wield that power and what they, what people need her for, remains to be seen in the anime. Um, but yeah, like there's that whole thing. And listen, I, I don't know. But can can we talk about Reiner being? Reiner just tossing titans at folks across the field. Savage life. Like, I'm not fit to die today. It's actually very smart. Like, low-key, I thought Reiner may have been stupid as fuck because he could have done this a long time. He could have thought about this, like, further on. Like, he always seemed like, especially in these recent episodes, he seems so panicked and so trapped. And I'm like, so are you stupid or are you traumatized? I think he's going through, like, a bit of a psychotic break. Yeah, I think so, too. Speaking of breakdowns, the the most glorious moment with me for Reiner was when they realized that Aaron was the coordinate. And he was like, of all the fucking people to have this power, it has to be this one. Yeah, he was like, God, he was like, God damn, uh, like why? So if you haven't realized what a coordinate can kind of do is basically they can control lesser titans. So the normal type, it's not the abnormals like Reiner and Brotards and, and Emir. I was like, but your average Titan, they can pretty much influence their behavior, tell them what to do. So that's why when Aaron was trying to fight, when he was trying to fight Reiner, and he, sorry, when he was trying to fight the Titan that ate his mother, um, and he was swinging like with all his force and with all his emotion, like Titans came out of nowhere and devoured that other titan so that because basically they're acting on his will so my question so when he is, said i want to kill you reiner that's why the titans swooped in on him because they're following his directive so my question is can he no longer transform is that like just what he's going to be able to do now because he was i mean can we talk about how he was like about to bite off his hand that was weird 
Oh my! He bit off a piece of his yeah, hand. Yeah, that right. was a little. Ooh, I I got a little. Sc- even Mika- even Mikasa, who you know like doesn't like shake for shit, was like, ooh, ooh, baby. Yeah, she, yeah, she was like, my guy, chill, 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 chill. <laughs> but I guess my question is, okay, he's the coordinate. That's cool. Not really, but can he? Is he gonna like not be able to transform now, and that's just gonna be his well, thing? Well, a good portion of the reason why he's not, why he wasn't able to transform, was because he wasn't fully healed. Okay, see, think about it. It's his body pretty much trying to save himself. Okay, and so, and I guess I had thought because he had his hands back, just like him, because I think I would have done the same thing as he did. Like I have my hands back. I, but if you looked at his fingers, he wasn't completely regenerated. Uh, his fingers weren't all the way there yet. Oh, I thought he had bitten his fingers off. Sorry. I thought I thought those fingers was him just like, you know, trying to get back in that's what they, he no, he 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 himself. bites the he bites the part the un, the part un, by your thumb that meaty part there is usually where yeah. he bites. Okay, oh, got it. Okay. See, I thought his hands were fully regenerated. Thank you for no. that knowledge, Dart. <laughs> Yeah, so so Aaron is a coordinate, which makes him extremely valuable to both sides now. So okay, and even, they didn't even they more didn't so know, than before. Okay, and so they had just discovered that he they didn't know when they were trying to take him that he was the coordinate. No, they didn't know. I was like, but the thing is, is that that ability would reside in an abnormal in a Titan ship. Okay, it wouldn't be in a normal Titan. So like Reiner, Boltar, Emir, the Beast Titan. What was it? One of them, someone like them, would have that ability. Okay, so but can we so talk you about? basically gather up all the ones. Can we you talk have? about mm-hmm. the the person sitting on the Beast Titan's shoulders at the end? No, we're, we're gonna get there. Okay, chron- chron- I'm sorry, I'm, I'm too far ahead. Chronologically, we're gonna okay, get through it. Okay, I'm too it. hyped. Sorry. So we so we have we have the coordinate. We have we pretty much have um, Reiner and Bertholdt about to be torn apart, and Emir pretty much saying, pretty much giving Krista back to the giving them giving her back to the scouts basically because she now realizes with Aaron having this ability that there's a future for for Krista Historia there's a future for Historia within the walls because she was taking Historia outside of the city because she knew that titans were going to come upon the city and she wanted to keep her alive but with Aaron with that ability she can leave her there and feels that she's going to be safe so that's why Historia goes back with Connie Emir, and Emir goes over to Berthold and Reiner because basically she's she's done way too damn much at this point. Let's be honest. Right. There's no... Like con- they, would, Historia, they, they would do her like they did Annie. Yeah. And that's pretty much what she said. She was like, I don't want to imagine, <laughs> you know, what's waiting for me when I go back. So she, she chooses to stay there. And as we know, they survive. Um, but I want to say one of the best scenes was when you have Erwin, my guy whose arm got bitten off by a Titan and he kept going. Yes. Listen, for all of you guys who were not there, who, who didn't recognize Erwin as, as the no limit bay that he is, shame on you. Yes. And shame I'm sorry, we, we need to say RIP to Hans. Oh my God, Hannes. Oh my God. Oh my God. Listen, when we met him, he was like a no good drunk. Yeah. He really was. I was like, but he really got his shit together. <laughs> and was like, you know what? This is my fight. I let you. He's like, I was there and I stood by while your mom died. And I'm going to be the one that takes this Titan down. And he really did try his very, very best. What's the deal with that smiling Titan? It seemed too smart. Okay, because I was like, why isn't he making any headway? Like, she's not, she doesn't seem special. 
all right she just has more teeth than the rest or something but like it it broke my heart yeah when i saw that i was like no no yeah that was but it was it was a lot of weird shit like one minute you're he, like I think Erwin is like talking to some guy and the next second he like legit yeah he was talking to one of his subordinates he was like, like oh, no we that. need to get Aaron and we need to get back and as he's talking a titan comes up behind the guy and like bites his head off yeah it was a it was, yeah it, it was like been on a I, at one point like, I think I had tweeted I was like this is a, bu- a bloodbath what the fuck <laughs> like and oh my god and a massacre is really what the fuck it was. A fucking massacre. But you you get to... You know what it reminded me of? That episode in first in season when they're in the forest where you think everything's cool. Oh, yeah. Is that the, the one where Annie shows up and starts kicking people across the field? Yeah. Yep. Yes. Savage life. Yes. Listen, Daddy. you gotta do what you gotta do. Um, but when Erwin is in the hospital bed and it's him and it's Levi and they're talking and Levi was like... Um, and and Hanji and Connie come in and they're like um we have some news for you they're like what is it and Connie pretty much says that the village that they went to that titan that they found on top of his house was his mother oh so they did how did I miss that they told him that because I was like is anybody gonna tell Connie about his mama no, no, Connie. No, Connie knew that when photo. he saw the. Titan. I know, but I was like, because the Titan I, I has his I mother's eyes. I knew that, but I didn't realize they were gonna go back and re. I gotta go back and rewatch it. Like I don't know how I missed that. Yeah, like they didn't have to tell Connie that, but what ends up happening is that Connie pretty much acknowledges and confirms that the Titan that they saw in the house, because it was his house, right? The Titan that they saw in his at his house was actually his mother. Okay. I'm like, so that's that. And that's when they get into the whole conversation about Titans actually being humans. And then Levi's yeah, like, so you mean it. this whole fucking time I've been killing people? Right, but... And I'm like, and he does, and he's not cool with that at all. He's like, I've been killing people is what the fuck you're telling me. And Erwin's really logical about it. He's like, he's like, but that's we're one step closer to the truth. And Levi's like, one step? That's not enough. Like, one fucking step? He's like, this... The cost is too high. Like, what the fuck are we doing? (laughs) But I didn't, like, how do you not realize that you are killing actual people if some of your own people can turn into titans? But you know, it's like that cognitive dissonance where they don't want to, where they don't want to put it together. I guess. We're like, it's It's right in front of their face. It's the same thing how they they were like, how are these titans showing up in the wall and there's no hole? Because they're coming from inside, motherfucker. Like, come on, y'all. The calls are coming from inside the house. big dummy. Yeah, like no one, no one wants to believe like this that this veil of peace and safety that you have is an illusion. So to acknowledge the fact that it's been an illusion, listen. But to acknowledge that and to, people can't deal with that. Remember, I was like, they've had a hundred years of relative peace before the colossal titan and the armored titan breached the wall. And I'm like, so you know, like I said, you have generations of you have whole generations of children who've never known anything beside life inside the walls. They think shit is sweet. People have lived and died within those walls and have known nothing I'm else. very curious about like, so- um, Reinhardt's home. Like, they keep talking about... The- what? Is- where Where are you guys from? Hey, 2018. They better, because mm, I have so many questions. There's a lot to unpack, and I guess I got to go back and rewatch it because I missed some shit. Oh, yeah. It's, it's def- this is definitely a season where you want to go back and rewatch, because season one 
was a lot of like the setup and stuff. But season two, there's so there's so much happening in every episode, even when it's a lot of exposition, you think, and there's not a lot of action. Like there's a lot being revealed and there's a lot of questions being raised and things of that nature where you really want to pay attention. But um, we know that Reiner, Brotholt and Emir survive because they end up in another tree. Are they on no, the they're on a wall. On a wall. On a wall. They're up on something. <laughs> so so they're still alive. And, you know, after after Erwin, you know, gives his speech about, you know, getting closer and closer to the truth, they have, like, this really great series of shots where they go farther and farther outside of the city and you see each of the teams until you finally get to, like, this far-off point where you see the Beast Titan and a blonde man with glasses perched on his shoulder... And what he says is pretty much with hella And abs. what he says is not yet. And then the shit ends, and I'm like, not yet. What the motherfucker? What the hell? What exactly. is the what, truth? Not yet. What? What? What are you trying to tell us? What's about to fucking happen? We know the Beast Titan can talk. It's intelligent. Which which he has a leg up on Emir, who can kind of get words out. And Reiner and Bursholt don't speak when they're in Titan form. Right. I don't know if they can, but they don't speak in the anime in their Titan form. There's so someone told there's, someone there's, said to me that that's Aaron's daddy. I think so too, or like his brother or something. I feel like I read the Wikipedia. Like there, one of those the guy up there is kin to him, which makes sense that he would be the coordinate because the fact that his dad is sitting on top of allegedly, a giant titan, allegedly, allegedly have seen nothing. And if you've read the manga, keep it to yourself because there are some people who haven't read if you have read you can you could tell me though you can drop it in a dm you can let you it. can tell you can tell us but or send it to the email do it privately like don't don't be a douchebag and spoil just because you've read the manga i hate send, send it to the send it to the email i want to know yeah send it to the email you can write it all Please. out there nobody's gonna get mad at you and i will admit that the Happy the blonde man does stylistically like the way that he's drawn favor aaron's father even though aaron's father was a brunette but the face and the glasses and even the hairstyle, so to speak, are reminiscent of Aaron's dad. So there's something to be said about that assumption. But as I said, if you're waiting on the anime for answers, that comes next year. If you are current with the manga, you know the answer. Um, yeah. But Attack on Titan... I, I will say I was I was very pleased with this season. I was like too. I was a little bit worried, but like they really did the damn thing this season. I I cannot complain. I have no complaints whatsoever. I thought this season was really well done. It gave me enough stress where I cursed at my TV at least every other episode. The action was amazing, especially this last episode had phenomenal action. Um and just the character development has been really interesting. Um, I mean, Aaron's still fucking annoying, but whatever. Um, the most annoying. Yeah, I mean, he's just whatever. But I really like to see the character development of everyone else. I thought that was really cool. And I just like how you're still left with, like, even though I was annoyed with how it ended and not annoyed because it ended poorly, but just because I was like, no, bitch, I want, but I want more and I want to come back next week and there'll be another episode, but it's over. But I really like how you're left with, but what is the truth? I don't even know what the hell the truth is anymore. Nothing is true. It, it, it was very well crafted and I didn't feel as much anxiety like as it went on i was still annoyed but like truthfully like the first episode was like the worst as far as like the stress and i think just because it was like it just came back but 
this 12th episode was heartbreaking, but in a way it's like, look at all of our friends. All of our friends, like, all of your friends are dead, Aaron, okay? Like, all of this shit was for you. And I appreciate that. I think it was Gene or whatever. He was like, we lost more than half of our veteran soldiers for you, nigga. For you, you, you know, you hot-headed, short-tempered headass. Please don't let it be a waste. And I think the thing that I have been thinking is, like, for Aaron... Aaron wants to do all of this stuff, but he doesn't know what to do to direct his energy. And now it's like, you know, you have this particular power. You now have a direction. If you are not able to be successful, then it's really your fault. Okay. You've been making all this missteps. You couldn't even get Bernhall and Reiner underground like you were supposed to. Like you fucked up so many times and now several people are dead. How much longer are you going to be like an internal fuck up? Like the stakes are now way higher than they were um, you know, 12 episodes ago. And I would hope that he would be able to like grow up and be like, you know, use his coordinate powers, like figure out how to harness them, kind of how he harnessed his Titan powers. But he really needs to chill out. Like how old is he? Like 16, 17? Like uh, 15, 15. 15. So I get it. You're young and dumb, but like we don't have the, and I say we in this like, you know, God forbid we would be in this hellscape, but like we don't have the the luxury of waiting for you to figure it out. You now know that you're a coordinate. You now know that you have this power. You now know that like Titans could literally be anywhere. They're inside the walls. Like, so now what? Like, we are counting on you. And I'm with Reiner. It yeah. sucks that he had to be the one that like everyone is going to have to count on. Yeah, I'm like, because think about it, it's like, they need that ability too, because regular Titans come after them too. So like, they were looking for that person, hoping to bring them to the other side. They, yeah, that's definitely a fuck up for, for that to live in Aaron. But I will say, once again, I'm still pissed off about the fact that they managed to, in, that both Ackermans are still injured. Levi's been injured the entire damn yeah, season. Yeah, I miss seeing him fight. Levi has been injured the entire damn season, and fuck y'all for that. <laughs> fuck y'all. He for better that. be healed up by y'all next some season. Sorry, I don't ass have motherfuckers. Time. Do you... some of this shit wouldn't have happened if Levi was there to smack people in the head? Yeah. And also, where saying. is the priest? What the fuck is the priest up to? Did they let that nigga go? Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, you just go back to your church and you don't got no more words about the Titans in the walls. You don't got no words about anything, my guy? Everybody needs a koofy smack. Like, you just... I'm like, you're dangling off the wall. Levi's threatening to shoot you. And, you know, your faith in the Lord is like, you know what? Do it. I ain't got no words for you. But nothing else. But I think once we get to season three, we're gonna... We're gonna revisit, you know, that priest because his story is gonna be within the walls, as she know, And she's acknowledging who she is right now. So that's that's gonna be a pretty big deal because um like remember that whole bit with Enemir's past where like the people were worshiping her and that's how she ends up being exiled because they're like, Oh, what the fuck are you doing? Um, so I think all that's gonna come into play. Um, Historia's past, Aaron's coordinate powers, eventually his daddy and that damn basement have to come back into play. Um we're asking for a lot, but at some point they have to delve into Mikasa and um, Levi's backstories, like their ancestral backstories, because that's a really great storyline for me because I love the Ackermans. Um, there's just like so 
so, so much. So, so much. Wait a minute, and let's not forget, Mikasa just got better and you re-injured her. Yeah. Like, what is it? Why do y'all feel the need to sideline Ackermans? Well, I, I low-key know why. But really? Really? Mikasa just got better. And, like, you you bang up her ribs. Like, did she get, like, she was crushed by a titan. Yeah, we need to. We need like we need the like, the I'm, return of the Ackerman season three. Basically, like we 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 need them back. We need them back. Like I need Levi back, strong, ready to kick everybody's ass, and I need more FaceTime with him and Erwin and Hanji, because like Aaron is Aaron is nifty and all and whatnot. I was like, but now we need like real strategy. Now we need real plans, and that's not coming from Aaron. Hell no, like, it's just not that dummy ass. He's so damn stupid. He's so not. he's so damn stupid. Like I and I understand a lot of it is well, oh, I forgot. He's an Aries, so he's very hot-headed and impulsive, but just like, yo, sit the fuck down, my guy. Like you do too. Like he just does so fucking much. And it is so infuriating. Yeah. It's like, yo, sit down and let the grown-ups do their job. Like this is this is way above your pay grade. Okay. Essentially, you're just here to fight and be cute. You're trying to do all this exit strategy, like plot planning. What? No, nigga, this is not. That's not your job. Like, I just need you to sit down and be a fucking child soldier, like the rest of these anime kids. Pretty much. God damn it. Pretty much. Do we have any parting words for season two of Attack on Titan? Thank you. That's my parting word. Thank you, and don't take too long again. It was good. Like I. I felt I felt very satisfied, but also like you know that meme where it's like, sure, Jan. That's how I feel about like the 2018 release. Like, I want it to happen, but I also I'm you know, I'm not holding my breath. I've been in the game yeah, I'm not holding. Not my even breath. close. No. If we get it by Thanksgiving of next year, I will consider it like you know consistent. But don't be looking for it in winter of 2018. You're just gonna yeah, mix yourself. For yeah, because that would be January, and I'm not that confident. I'm thinking maybe. They give it to us back in the summer again, which would be next April. That would be a full 12 months from when this one started. So I'm going to give them that. So that's my 2018 prediction. Summer season. Sorry. Yeah, summer. Sorry, no, spring season. Sorry, spring season 2018. April. I think that's when it'll, that's when it'll pop off. I'm hoping. All righty. So that is that. And now... We will mosey on over to the Capo's Corner, where our recommendation Capo Chopin tells us what we should be watching while we're waiting for Attack on Titan to bring its ass back. <laughs> hey guys, uh, so I know that there's a hole in your heart where Attack on Titan used to be, and because I care about you and because I know that you're still very sore from finishing Helsing, um, uh, I'm going to bring you back with something a little a little bit lighter. Um, so I was watching, like, just on a whim, I just went to Netflix to look for something, and I started watching Gargantia of the Verdurous Planet. Verdurous is, like, green, so Gargantia is, like, huge, uh, like, greenery planet or some shit. Now, I'm going to start off by saying this anime is a Netflix original, Okay. I think there are only like 13 episodes, there's only one season, so don't shout at me about the fact that like there's nothing else to watch. I'm sorry, but not really. Um, 
what I loved when I first started watching, <clears throat> the animation is gorgeous. That is the only way to describe it. It doesn't have that weird over CGI thing that uh, made me almost like a little bit uncomfortable. Like let's say when I was watching Knights of Sidonia, there's something about the anime and the animation in that that I didn't like as much. But this is so pretty. Um, I don't know. It gave me like if you took like Miyazaki animation and then kind of turned up the like the color saturation in it. There's a lot of very gorgeous shots of planet earth and things like that and essentially you start off with a young boy his name is leto he is a 16 year old soldier because all anime loves child soldiers so it's like in earth so he's fighting in this giant mecha suit and they're fighting this uh, enemy that they call the hideous it's like a giant squid but where the mouth is fill it with razor sharp teeth and they're big enough to destroy I don't know, a very large uh, spaceship. Uh, these guys who are in these like flying like mecha suits and shit like that. So he's a soldier. He's like very analytical. Like all he thinks about is, you know, like war and stuff like that. So they're fighting in this like first scene and they're being asked to retreat. And he's like, no, I'm not going to retreat. I'm not no punk bitch, whatever, whatever. Maybe whatever. Like you're a soldier, you're expendable. And essentially what ends up happening is... He goes through a wormhole, like during the course of the retreat, but he overshoots it. And instead of ending up back wherever he is with his friends fighting the Hideous, he ends up on Earth. And you start off like his, his time on Earth, he's been in a coma for six months. His suit is like an AI, so it has been keeping his internal organs like in a stable way or whatever. So he wakes up, he doesn't speak English. He doesn't know where he is. He doesn't understand anything. And because he's a soldier, he just grabs like the first person that he finds and basically holds them hostage. And he's running around what looks like a giant hangar trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. And then he gets outside and he's like, uh, why don't I need like a, an oxygen mask? Like, why don't I need a helmet? And he's like, are you serious? There's like plenty of oxygen on this planet. What the fuck is going on? So he basically asks his AI and he's like, I think we're on Earth. Now, in his previous life, Earth was just a myth, okay? Humans had fled Earth, they ended up in space or whatever, and Earth doesn't exist, you can't go back, there's no water, there's no none of that shit. Well, now he's on Earth, water everywhere, and apparently Earth underwent a ice age and everyone escaped into space. That's where Leto's people came from. And somehow some people came back, I guess, or like they survived the ice. They don't really go, they don't explain that as much as they could or they should. So the girl he takes hostage, her name is Amy. She's, uh, she does errands and stuff. So humans live on these giant barges that are connected together because there's no dry land. It's water world, but without Kevin Costner and not annoying. And it's just like very cute. And you see Leto learning about Earth. They're learning about him. He is kind of relaxing. Like his identity was about being a soldier. And you get to see this person who relaxes that singular uh, pointed kind of identity. He's starting to fall for Amy. Amy, who's like good natured and stuff like that. You meet her younger brother who's sick. And Leto at first was like, people who can't fight get killed where I come from. And he's talking to like this bedridden kid. And I'm like, why would you say that to a child? Like, well, where I come from, we would have thrown your little ass into a volcano because you can't fight. Like, nigga, like, relax. 
And the little kid is so wise. He's like, well, here, he's like, what happens if you wouldn't be able to fight? Like, everyone has a purpose that is not just the job that they do. Um, But the animation is the most striking thing about it. I enjoy the character development thus far. And I'm at a point that's like a plot twist, but I'm not going to spoil it. Um, And also, I haven't finished watching it, so I don't fully know what the twist is. So don't ask me. Um, But yeah, it's on Netflix. Gargantua of the Virtuous Planet. Beautiful animation, really fascinating. They have mecha suits, but not in a way that's annoying. And it has like really cutesy shit that goes into it. Like it's not, it's not saccharine sweet. Like there's a, there's some good fight scenes and stuff like that, but there's enough so that if you were undergoing heart palpitations after watching Helsing, CC myself, um, it's a nice kind of, you know, it's like a nice change of pace. Alrighty, thank you so much for that recommendation. As you all know, I'm gonna give the I'm gonna give the PSA this time. If you enjoy Chopay's recommendations, please shoot her a note. She loves to hear from you. And if you don't, keep that shit to yourself because none of us will be able to save you if you try to get slick. I mean, you could send it, and I mean, everyone could tell you what may likely happen to you. I mean, I'm not a witch. I can't curse you, but I'm not saying I'm not a witch. So, you know, just like tread easily so i believe we have come to the end of this episode ladies once again if you have any questions any comments concerns suggestions you can hit us up on twitter at outlaw bars pod um you can also um drop us an email and the email address is outlawbars at fanbros.com um thank you to everyone who took that joyous ride known as helsing ultimate with us for outlaw views Um, We are in the process of picking the next selection, so there is still time to get your picks in. Um, I will give you the qualifier that we are going light and fluffy this time. Darn. True. Um, Just, okay, if it's light and fluffy, just don't make it, like, because sometimes that cutesy shit is fucking boring, yo. Like, don't pick no cutesy boring. It's not going to be boring. No, I'm just saying, like, sometimes. But it will be good. Sometimes the cutesy shit is wild boring. So if you're going to pick cutesy shit, like, at least let it have a fire action scene. That is all I ask. Ask and you shall receive. But we're going to definitely go lighter um, this time. Alrighty, so if you want to chat with me, you, as you know, you can reach me on Twitter at Deadly Diva. And ladies, let the lovely people know where they can find you. You can find me on the timeline acting up uh, at Simply Showpay. You can find me at Bruja Bantan. Alrighty, people. Well, that is all we have for this episode. Thanks for coming out. God bless you. Good night. Bye. Bye.